turn this up. Welcome to the Practice in Motion podcast, where we talk sports, culture, food, oh, and the law. The Practice in Motion podcast is about bringing engaging conversations sprinkled with nuggets and insights about the legal aspects of everyday life. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Practice in Motion. We hope everyone is having an awesome day. My name is attorney Asia Patterson. And I'm attorney Stephen DeVogus. And what are we going to talk about today, Steve? Oh, it's a whole lot to talk about today. (laughs) We got uh, what's going on with you. We have my unpopular opinion. And we're going to talk about mediation and divorce. Yes. So let's talk about your unpopular opinion. This is Steve's unpopular opinion. Why? Because I'm too honest, and that's my character flaw. You you, you said it, not me. All right, well, today I was prepared, so I wrote it out. So, my unpopular opinion is that a person is smart, but people are dumb. (laughs) In the 1997 blockbuster, Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones says something I've never forgotten, is that a person is smart, but people are dumb. We see this principle over and over again in various fields, most notably in psychology. It is called groupthink, which says that the desire for harmony or conformity in the group results in an irrational and dysfunctional decision-making outcome. Cohesiveness or the desire for cohesiveness in a group may produce a tendency among the members to agree at all costs. This causes the group to minimize conflict and reach a consistent decision without critical evaluation. So basically, is when your mom said... If all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Your mom was alluding to groupthink. This is what makes joining groups dangerous and why most lawyers are suspicious and independent by nature. The mob tends to drown out the voice of reason. And the other downside of joining a group or the group is that it's easily manipulated. You know, we see this on social media Mm -hmm. and what passes for news these days. It's not just information, but it becomes weaponized propaganda. So what does this mean for everyone listening out there? It gives you two choices, be an independent free thinker and alone and misunderstood (laughs) or join the mob and have the safety of numbers, but give up having your own thoughts. My instinct has always been to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing within reason. And just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that's the best thing for your situation. Wow. I feel like I should give you like a round of applause or something. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that is a very valid, unpopular opinion. I think it's very true, honestly. What do you think you're mostly like? You kind of isolate or you go with the group? Oh, I isolate all the you time. Isolate. Like, I'm a contrarian to the heart. So, like, if somebody is going left, I'm going to go right. And so, because it drives people crazy, I try to like go this way. The hardest thing is when you don't agree with something with the group. Right. But because you want to be a team player, you go along with it, even though you know it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's always been my struggle. It's like, I know this is not going to work. It's going to end badly. So, while I'm going with the group in my mind, I'm creating my own little side plan to make sure I don't get wiped out with everybody else. So right. I'm coming up with like a plan B. So when I know that plan A isn't going to work because for the reasons I told them, mm-hmm. but they want to do it anyway, at least I have the plan B in the pocket and then I could be back in the driver's seat and in control because I thought about all the contingencies. Yeah. I think I'm in the middle because it just depends on the situation, right? Because sometimes, like you said, you know things are going to go bad. I'm isolating and and getting out from the group. But other times, is I feel like having that group dynamic and just bouncing ideas off of each other and just that doing that collaborative work always helps. More minds together. Sometimes, what was the saying? Say it again. A person is a smart, person is smart but people, but are, people dumb. are dumb. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes though, when people get together. I think it depends on the group and the people. So if everybody is solid and a group leader, but you can't have too many leaders and independent people because then nothing gets done. Right. I mean, you've been a part of an organization where everybody was leaders. And so everybody wanted to do their own thing and then nothing got accomplished. You had to like yeah. basically beat people up. People to, have their you know, own agenda. They all got their own agenda. I'm like, we all just trying to get this one thing done. So it's a balance. So within reason, I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not just always that way, but. Right. If it's for the good of the group, I'll sometimes put my own agenda to the side in order to make everybody else prosper. Mm-hmm. So that's my unpopular opinion. A person is smart, but people are dumb. <laughs> And I will agree with that one this week, definitely. <laughs> All right, we warming up, so I got plenty more because I'm a weirdo. So <laughs> you said you watched some documentary over the weekend or earlier oh, this week. You know what? Yesterday, I'm a big documentary person, so I finally sat down and watched. I watched a bunch of documentaries, like The Fools That Built America's a current favorite of mine. Mm. So I watched. It was the one this past week was all about Milwaukee and Chicago, like Crafts and Paps. In yeah. the cheese war. What does that come on? It comes on the History Channel. Oh, okay. On like Tuesdays. And so they all have all these different food wars that like shaped America. So like we take for granted that cheese has like always like lasted forever and never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was not the case until Kraft came along and created like a method to make cheese what they call shelf stable. That's why you could leave Velveeta on the shelf and it'll <laughs> never age. You right. Eat. That's kind of weird when you think about it. <laughs> if there was no craft that created this, there can, would be no McDonald's because McDonald's is the same way. Like, you just leave McDonald's out and it'll last forever. But yeah. the one that <laughs> caught my attention was, it was this two-part series on Tiger Woods with HBO. Okay. And it was talking about how he was, like, bred or created to be, like, this golf phenom. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was, like, the rise and fall of Tiger Woods where all he did was golf from the time he was eight months old till today, right? Right. But the effect it had on his personal life, like everybody knows about him womanizing, and right. they went into the reasons for that. They blamed it on his dad because they said his dad was a womanizer. Wow. And then how his wife came at him with the golf club. They talked to his <laughs> mistresses. And Gosh, it was that all, seems like so long ago, but, but not really. Like, you know, it still seems pretty vivid. <laughs> and Tiger ain't that old. Tiger's like 45. So yeah, you think about all that. Crazy life. And like major prayers to him because you heard about his recent right. car accident. So. so that's what prompted me to finally sit down and spend three or four hours watching it because right. I was like, this dude in cars just do not get along. Because yeah. I forgot that he got pulled over mm-hmm. and was on all them drugs. Right. And that was, like, after his dad died. So he was on, like, on Ambien and Xanax and all that. And then he had, he just, like, a super risky behavior mm-hmm. to kind of, like, feel alive. You know what I mean? Because he's been so golfing, trying to figure out where he was. But his parents made him break up with his, like, high school sweetheart who he mm-hmm. wanted to marry. And they made him break up with her because she posed a threat to their plan for him to be, like, this catalytic black golf figure. Right. But the thing that stuck out to me was, his divorce, his divorce settlement was like $100 million. Wow. And he married like some other golfer's nanny and she came up. So in my head, I'm thinking <laughs> the lawyer in me is like, well, one, she got a bad rap. Like she went through hell. Mm-hmm. Elon did with Tiger and his demons, right? Right. He was having like these boyfriend relationships with all these random women. Mm. So like all his mistresses felt like I was in love with him. 
he told me he loved Head me over heels. and all that stuff. And but he had like fifteen of them, <laughs> and which is fine. You could be, I believe, you could be in love with multiple people for different reasons at the same time. But all these women's like I was heartbroken and woo woo woo, <laughs> and like he was having trouble sleeping and he didn't feel like Elin, his wife, was supportive of his career and his struggles because he just didn't feel like she was interested right. in it. So he was seeking that with other people. Plus, he was kicking it in Vegas with uh, Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. <laughs> so that ain't never a good thing. Right. You're kicking it with the OGs. They've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you really ain't going to stay faithful to your wife. But once <laughs> when Elon found out, she went ham with that golf club. And it just was down here from there. So I was thinking to myself. Do we know if she ever was charged for that? No, they, no, she wasn't. She, oh, you know, okay. like, crimes of passion. <laughs> right. right. So she, I was like, one, I was surprised as strategic and methodical as Tiger was. Mm-hmm. His parents, like, control everything. And his team control. I'm surprised he didn't have a prenup. One. Right. And she got, like, a $100 million settlement. I think he kind of paid her out of guilt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she really did love him. So it wasn't about the money. They always are harder on the woman than the man right. when it comes to these situations. Like, you know, she was called a gold digger and all that. When Tiger was the one philandering for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. But, so she was like, I'll never be able to put my family back together. So this cost, I got $100 million, but I couldn't put my family back together. And then Tiger, he went through a heck of a slump. I think he went through like an 11-year slump without a win. And so he finally recently won the Masters or whatever and got back on top like a year or two ago. So that helps. So you want to root for the guy, but you just see how relationships play out and how fame can kind of corrupt something that's pure or something you're supposed to love. So that was what I took from it. I understand Tiger a lot more now. (laughs) I feel like through that lens and why people do the things they do. And prayers for Tiger, man. I know know it's rough, but... My mom has always loved Tiger as a golf player. So, yeah, I grew up a little bit watching him. But, yeah, he has lived a a heck of a life so far. But, yeah, definitely prayers because it was like all of his legs that were seriously damaged. And he was having problems with his leg already. Like, and, like you know, his he was back having and stuff. His so. back, his knee. He had a couple knee surgeries. Uh, he had one one tournament on a broken leg. So, as you find out, as you get older, your body betrays you. And it's a lot less resilient than right. it used to be. You don't heal the way. It used to, so, yeah. I asked you about if she was ever criminally charged because I was talking to an individual a couple of days ago, and he, I told him I was an attorney and practiced in family law, and typically people have some questions <laughs> after that. So we get to chit-chatting, and then he asked me, he's like, if there's a married couple and one of the individuals cheats on the other and has a baby with not the person they're married to, can they be charged for that? And I was just like... I was taken back because I'm like, <laughs> wow, should they be charged? You know, but I'm like, no, at least not in Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin law, you can't be criminally charged for that. But what's your opinion on that? What can be done if that happens well, to somebody? Well, you know, it depends on your jurisdiction. And if you go in the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. they take that stuff very seriously. So even right. though on the books, like the law says you can't penalize somebody for that. But in the Bible Belt, they look down on people that cheat and cheaters and infidelity. And the laws of divorce are so much more stringent. And I think there might be some crazy places like Texas and stuff where it's on the books where it used to be you could criminalize somebody for adultery. Yeah. The law just changed. But 
if you get caught, they might hit your pockets. Yeah, I don't I don't think the district attorneys will be very happy about that new statute coming right. in if that were to be a crime because they would have a lot of cases. I'm sure they will be charging based off infidelity. But you know what you could get charged with? This weird stuff. So infidelity, but you could charge somebody for like exposure to STDs. Yes. And, and we're giving somebody an STD. That is true. Intentional, especially if you know and that's your intent by not protecting the other person or informing them, then yes, that's definitely a fact. So Yeah, they call it civil battery and yes. you can get sued for that too. So make sure you protect yourself at all times. <laughs> for sure. In that regard. For sure. So that obviously with cheating comes usually divorces, right? And so I want to talk about divorces a little bit because a lot of people think that the courts or judge is the only way that a divorce can be final, but mediation is a great option for couples. So maybe you can kind of explain what mediation is. Yeah, so there's a spectrum of conflict resolution, right? <laughs> and the first step is negotiation, which is more informal. The next step up is mediation. Mediation involves a third-party neutral that kind of facilitates agreement with both sides. Then the next level up from that is arbitration. And then the last level is litigation, which is the court. And so with mediation, it's more collaborative. This has to be voluntary. Most of the time it's confidential. The things that are discussed in a mediation are not discoverable in the court of law. And so if you get along with your significant other, it could be a very valid and cost-effective way if you don't have a prenup or a postnuptial agreement to save some money and get your divorce wrapped up rather quickly. You know, I got a friend who is going through that now where I say, you and your husband agree, maybe you should explore collaborative divorce where you guys can kind of have a third party draw up your agreement and you just follow with the court. Yeah, I think that's very important for couples who are looking to separate. That's important because I'm not married, haven't been married, but I feel like if I were married and then were getting a divorce, I'm a pretty private person. So I wouldn't want the courts like all in my business like that. So it's like if I can find a third party person that you only one person, you know, has to know all of our business and issues like that. I would definitely try to go that route just to see what can come out of it, because at the end of the day, nobody knows what the situation is besides the two people. So a judge can make decisions based typically off the law and base their decisions off that. But I think mediation is definitely a good route because you can get, you know, the fine details ironed out that the court may honestly overlook at times. And you think about it, right? I always tell people when I was doing like parenting conferences and mediations, I'll say, look, the judge, you are like one of thousands of a judge's cases on a court calendar. They don't care who you are. They can't get into why you're breaking up. Right. They're going to look at the paperwork. They're going to make sure it's filled out correctly. They're going to make sure that they're doing things in accordance with the law and that the kids are okay. Yeah. That's what they're concerned about. They don't care about your frequent flyer miles. They don't care about <laughs> who keeps the china, who right. gets the ring and the jewelry. And so I tell people, nobody wins when the family feuds, to quote Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. It's better for you, and even when you guys are breaking up, to have to be as cordial and congenial as possible, especially if you have children, because you're going to have to deal with that person forever because there's going to be graduations, weddings, there's going to be grandkids. And so you're going to be in each other's lives forever. Like marriage is the most permanent thing you'll ever do. Even with divorce, you're going to still have to deal with your ex, especially if there's children involved. 
Right. And you can still have an attorney going into mediation. You can have a lawyer that represents you and the mediator will be giving updates and letting parties know where we're at, what issues are still persistent. And then not all issues have to be brought in front of a judge. You know, some things can be mediated and agreed upon between the parties and you can just let the courts know, hey, only these issues are left that need to be discussed. So there's a lot of different issues or a lot of different options when it comes to resolving those type of matters. Yeah. And you know, I'm a big proponent. Like I said, I'm a big proponent of prenups and postnups. Yeah. Because just like you don't plan on getting in a car accident, you don't get married to get divorced. Right. But it happens, right? Yeah. And so you need to be, I think it's just responsible to have all kinds of insurance and to protect the downside because most people end up in bankruptcy because of death, <laughs> divorce, yeah. or health issues, or job loss. So those are the main reasons why you end up with bankruptcy. So you shouldn't, I always tell people, you shouldn't end up worse just because you decide to not be together anymore. Yeah. But people, it's a tough conversation to have, and it's not the sexiest thing. It kind of kills the vibe to say, mm-hmm. hey, baby, I love you. You going to sign that prenup? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? But yeah. you know, it's definitely the most responsible thing to do. I would agree. Like with divorce, it just brings me back to you're talking about mediation is more cost effective. That is really true because divorces, they just, when the courts are involved, they can get dragged out for a long time. And now that the COVID and the pandemic, we're trying to fight through to get things back to normal, but the courts are still very, very slow and you just have to wait a long time in between court hearings. So that's why I would definitely recommend trying out mediation for some parties. Right. I do have a success story. So I finalized the divorce a couple weeks ago and I was able to drop off to my client the proceeds of the equity in her home between her and now her ex-husband. So that was very exciting for her. She like broke down in tears and gave me the longest hugs, multiple hugs. So I felt... Almost like Santa Claus for a second. <laughs> but it was, it definitely felt good because I know it was a long time coming for her, just as I said, because they did things through the courts. So it was a long time. But now I'm glad she has that money and she can move on with her life for real. Hey, that's the real part. Breaking up is hard enough. You right. know what I mean? So it shouldn't be, you don't want to add legal stress on top of that. And I've seen, a lot of divorces in range from, oh, we agree on everything to, I don't want her to have nothing. I'll burn the house down um, before she get it. So right. I didn't see it both ways, man. And people who are emotional and hurt, like, there's a saying that in a divorce, one person wants to get free and the other person wants to get even. Mm. And you just got to figure out who you are right. in that. I'm seeing that now with a number of my friends. I'm at that age where all the people that got married are now breaking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so... I'm getting all the war stories currently, so, you know. It's funny, because that same client, she told me, like, she's like, don't get married ever. (laughs) She she just told me not to do it. Just, if you want to have children, fine, but don't get married. You know, that's the thing. Okay. That's the question I struggle with, and I have this conversation with people all the time. Is marriage still necessary? You know what I mean? Right. I grew up in the church, and I know that's the company line is, but in this day and age, Mm -hmm. is marriage still, is it a business, or is it still necessary. Yeah, it's definitely changing a lot. The whole perception of marriage and just everything around it. Yeah, and like, I feel like it's a big industry, right? Because you figure from the beginning to the end, you spend five to 10000 on a wedding ring, right? Then you spend five to 10000 on a dress if you got it like that. 
then you might spend another five to ten thousand on the wedding, and then another four thousand on the honeymoon. So a hundred thousand dollars in the hole, right? Before you go down the aisle, you know. <laughs> and it's all for other people, right? Like it you is. buying the ring, so and you got to make it big for enough Instagram picture. for the Instagram picture, <laughs> so her girls don't be like, "Uh, you Where know." Is it so at? you got to keep enough to keep them quiet. So that's a month or and a half's worth of salary, right? And so then, then you got to try to live together. So. What I've seen is people can't afford to get divorced. Like, they want to break up. Mm-hmm. And they ain't got so much debt and so much stuff. They can't break up at all. So they can't leave. So they don't want to be together, but they can't leave. <laughs> yeah, know? that has so to be like, the worst situation. That's the worst. I didn't see it so many times. Mm-hmm. So many times. Where you got to sleep. Imagine you want to get a divorce, but you got to still sleep in the same bed with that person. Yeah. That's a lot of attention. That's bad for your mental health. So always they go back and forth and people be like oh Steve you're just jaded you're just bitter (laughs) I'm like I'm just practical I'm like look what are we trying to accomplish and does marriage fit into that right so I've heard reasons and it don't make no sense like some people be like well I don't want to fight with nobody if that person dies if there's a medical thing I'm like become their power of attorney for each other then right (laughs) you don't have to get married for that it's much cheaper Mm -hmm. (laughs) you could fill out power of attorney forms healthcare power of attorney be like look now I can go in here and make decisions for you. Okay? Exactly. So, okay, that's off the table. Well, I want kids. Well, people having kids out of well like every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. So, so there's that. And then, okay, I want to spend my life with somebody. Well, you ain't got to invite the government into our relationship <laughs> to spend your life with me. You just get on the lease. <laughs> you right. Know? Or get on the mortgage. Right. So people's rationale has been, and if it's just like, I love this person and this is what we're going to do, then cool, say that. Just like a house isn't an investment. It's because you want to live somewhere. You right. want a house, right? Because a better investment is typically the stock market, historically <laughs> speaking. But yeah. it's such an emotional decision. And because we're lawyers, we're trained to take the emotion out of it. Lawyer slash like marriage counselor at this point right. for you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm over here like, do you want the lawyer right. side or do you want the counselor side? I can be empathetic mm-hmm. or I can just get you the cold hard facts. Right. So you don't want to be the buzzkill at the party all the time where you ruin everything. Like, every time somebody get married, I'd be like, Prina. <laughs> <laughs> no, protect your assets. Right. Don't fight over them. I'm like, are you sure you want to get married? Like, y'all don't agree about how you want to raise the kids mm-hmm. or what kids or if you only even have kids or how many kids. So, man, it's just humans are something else. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to take my client up on her advice for a while and just not get married. Well, you know, the thing is, I had a lady who I worked with. She was a receptionist at one of the law firms I worked at. And she was so independent. Mm -hmm. And she ended up having a baby or whatever. And she was like, I decided to get married. I was like, why? And she was like, insurance. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, it really didn't mean nothing to me. Like, I didn't care about a ring. I didn't care about a reception. Low key, a little known fact, the marriages that tend to last the longest in my anecdotal experience, if you just go to the courthouse. All the people I know that got married at the courthouse are still married. Yeah. Because this really ain't about the pomp and circle. We want to be together. I'm going to pay this $100. The judge can marry whoever's on duty. Mm -hmm. We just want to do this and that's what we're going to do. Yeah, I feel like that's when you know it's the real love. You really in it for the marriage, not to put on a spectacle for people. All right. So I don't know. It's such a personal thing and you can't tell nobody about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even people I care about, I'd be trying to send out like, look, I want you to be happy. But there are some really, really red, deep red flags here. Right. <laughs> and if you still do it, go ahead. But I have a rule with people. I say, look, you are entitled to make bad decisions. You just aren't entitled to complain about them. Like, you make that bed, you're going to lay in it. Right. And so I'm like, look, my one of my best friends, I said, I told you not to get married for these reasons. And all of these things came true. 
Yikes. But I'm not going to say I told you so because that would be <laughs> insensitive. But I just want the record to reflect. Like, hey, <laughs> I told you not to do this several years ago, but we're going to get through this together. <laughs> so the moral story is what? Know your why. Know why you're doing it if it makes sense. Marriage, I tell people, is a potential solution to a human problem, which is you don't want to die alone. Yeah. Or you want to pass down assets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So is that the best vehicle? I don't know. That's what you are. And you want to, let me be romantic, and you want to spend your life with a person. Yeah. Valid reasons. You may <laughs> see like it's want to poo-poo it like, I love you. So yeah, we going to, I want you to be in the house with me all the time and share these bills Those and these stresses. Those are valid. Those are valid reasons. Whatever you decide to do is your life is mm-hmm. valid. But just know why you're doing it and make sure you're not doing it because you think that you're supposed to or you've been together a long time or you're getting a promotion because marriage is not a promotion. It's not a job, even though it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then if you are married and looking to divorce, then think about that collaborative divorce and those mediation outlets because that can really relieve a lot of stress and drama and heartache and a lot of things that divorce usually bring. And feel free to call Asia. She'll help you with all the paperwork. <laughs> of and course. feel free to call me and I'll give you all the counseling. <laughs> so pick your poison, right. however you want to do it. Exactly. So now that we've killed love and <laughs> romance and sent everybody to the courthouse, I guess the moral of the story is like, yeah, know your why, know why you're doing it, consider mediation. And until next time, stay safe out there. See y'all later. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review in your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions or just want to say hi, you can reach out on our website listed in the show notes. Till next time, practice in motion.